Hello everyone, welcome to Nobody Wake the Bugbear and our continuation of our colour anthology of the Mothership sci-fi horror RPG published by Tuesday Night Games. We started with yellow, which was the haunting of Ypsilon 14. Then we did green, which was green tomb. And now we're on to red, which will be the adventure Rain in Blood. <gasps> by Eric Alsandor. Gasps. Or First it was haunting, then it was entombing. Now it's blooding. Ble- bleeding. R- raining. Yes, thank you. Eric Alsandor is the author, or Spider X from the Mothership Discord. Rain in Blood is part adventure, part supplement, part antagonist source book. It contains 60 full-colour pages, fully fleshed-out antagonists, meant to be played as a one-shot or a reoccurring threat. Full-colour interior ship maps, new equipment, cyberware and skills, a true space horror in a galaxy of madness. The adventure is compatible with the new first edition rules preview, which we will be using for the game. So wait, are we the problem? What do you mean problem? <laughs> are, we, are we the antagonist? Is that what No, that no, means? no. It's, an, it's like a faction in the book that gives you antagonists to throw against your oh. players. Like in Haunting, it was a weird electromagnetic... Monster, like nano machine cluster, yeah. alien, med- alien, and then Green Tomb was a giant plant. space amoeba. Yeah. yeah, and then this one's a. It might be space yeah. madness. All right, let's continue. He's got space dementia. It is available now on digital platforms, and physical copies are being sent out for those who backed the Kickstarter. I am Andrew, and I will be your warden for this evening. Who else is more qualified to run a game of Mothership than someone whose name is an anagram of Warden? I mean, there are other qualifications, maybe. Moving on. Joining joining me at the table are two fine gentlemen. To my right is John. I'm John. Who would be more qualified to play play a character in a setting with humans than a human? (laughs) And to my left is Josh. Hello, I'm Josh. Typically the easiest to trigger, uh, (laughs) but through... Some personal development and medication. I probably haven't changed very much. <laughs> you are also a human, are you not? I am. Good. You may have noticed someone is not here, and that person is Doug. No, I'm right here. No, I'm right here. Hi, Hi guys. Hey. <laughs> come on, I, I, saw, I said we'll be nice, because there is a specific reason why he can't come. Yes, Spelunking, Navy, or FIFO, one of those three. Yeah. Unfortunately, like any table, we are at the mercy of scheduling. And as we all have jobs, sometimes we're not able to play together. And in a freak occurrence, neither Jacob or Cade was available to join us today. Can we successfully play Mothership with only two players? We're going to have to find out. Well, we can play it. Well, we can play with three players and a warden. Yeah. If the warden maybe decides to be in play too. Yes, I will have to be in play, as you said. If you've listened to our character creation episode, you already know of Gordon Good, Teamster, and Rian Prince, Marine. I'll let you go. I kind of forgot that I was a Marine. <laughs> I know, you just stopped. I was like, yeah, what am I? Rian Prince, Marine? He's what lost it. We're going to have to give him a lobotomy. 
I'm just caught on space dimension, to be honest. Yeah. And Doug's character, Craig, Dr. Craig Graham, will have to bow out of this adventure. The episode is available on podcast and YouTube for some sweet visuals. I suggest you check it out. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. All our socials are at NWTB Podcast and our Twitter at NWT Bugbear. Well, without further ado, are you ready to begin, gentlemen? Never ready. Never ready? I'm always ready. Okay. So begins Rain in Blood, Pray for Dawn, Pray for Mercy, <laughs> Episode 1. Content warning. Mothership is a horror game for mature audiences. It contains violence, foul language, some sexual content, and depictions of mental illness, trauma, stress, and panic that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please be advised. first scene fades into a red-orange sky. Large apartment blocks rise up like fingers through thick layers of smog and dust. The camera zooms into one of the apartment windows. We see a clean, spartan living room connected to a small kitchenette. Draped over a metal stool is a military uniform and upon the kitchen counter is a letter. Mr. Ryan Prince Thank you for your recent application to our Outer Rim Colony program. We regret to inform you that due to the superior nature of our eternal candidates at this time, we were unable to offer you a position. We look forward to your furthering of experience prior to your next application. Best regards, Mercer Deep Space Logistics, Recruitment Management Department. The stars, my destination. A sliding door opens to a combination shower and water closet and out steps a man, wearing a towel, naked from the waist up, drying his hair. Josh, what does this man look like? He looks like a Eurasian man, and he has dark, dark hair and brown eyes. He is quite muscular and also looks a little bit... um, tired in the face. You look at him, he's world weary, and uh, I think he's just sick of the opportunities passing by, you know? And he's, uh, definitely you'll see it in his face, for sure. What would be his rough biological age? Uh, he would be about 32. And chronological age? 32. (laughs) So you've done no time in cryosleep? No long journeys? I wouldn't... What? (laughs) Well, it's a fun thing in Mothership where when you're in cryosleep, you do not age. So if you've done any long tours for months or perhaps years racked up, it could be quite drastically different. So how long have I been existing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Probably close to 50, 60. Wow. You've done a lot of long haul flights. Mm, Some of them is just a long destination, so it takes a while. Mm. 
Upon the wall of your apartment is a small view screen. A red light blinks at the bottom with the words, One new message. Static appears on the screen, and then a voice-only message comes up. Mr. Prince, I'm sorry to hear your application was rejected. What a shame they can't recognize true talent when they see it. My name is Victor van der Kamp. I'm a private security consultant for Mercer Deep Space Logistics. I see you used to run your own security team called the Black Swan. I've got just a job for a team like yours. The company wants to test a new aftermarket security pod aboard their colony ship, the Merciful Dawn. All you have to do is babysit a bunch of sleeping colonists. You will be put into cryosleep for most of the time, only awakening once to test the quick activation procedure. You will be paid 25k credits and get your foot in the door at Mercer. Call the rest of your team and organize your affairs. The dawn leaves in 72 hours. And Rin Prince walks over to the communicator and dials a number. And the scene changes. We cut to an arena. A cage match is underway. The crowd roaring as two wrestlers fight in the ring. A large man climbs up the cage looking down upon a prone combatant who is reaching up to the sky. You hear the crowd cheering. Good shot! Good shot! Good shot! Good shot! And we see a man at the top of the cage looking down. He waves to the crowd in appreciation and then jumps down, smashing the prone wrestler, landing hard on the floor, knocking him unconscious. And he raises his hands in victory and the crowd goes wild. Good shot! John, what does this man look like in his moment of triumph? Well, he looks like he's taken a bit of a beating in the face. He's kind of got a big black eye just from this fight. He's a guy that's put on a bit of weight. He looks like he once upon a time would have been a sort of atlas, but now he's got a bit of a beer gut. But he's still got some, some serious muscle in his back and arms. And he's got a sort of blockhead with totally buzzed, balding, blonde and grey hair and really pale eyebrows, but a sort of craggy face, like a, almost like an Easter Island head, but these, these really blue eyes peering through his sort of pale pink face under his blonde eyebrows. But at the moment, he's, he's got a massive bruise on one of his eyes. The organisers of the match come out and declare Gordon Goodshot Good, the yeah, winner of the match. Parentheses. His name is Gordon Good. Goodshot yes. is his name. And he walks off backstage. As he makes it through the doors and his triumphant walk becomes a hobble as he clutches his knees in pain yeah. and grimaces. <sighs> God damn it. He is met by a tall, thin, androgynous android with slicked-back hair. They wear a grey jumpsuit and mesh trucker hat with a grey alien logo upon the top. On the shoulder of the jumpsuit is a patch of playing cards, aces full of eights. Their designation is Galen Dynamics Android 201, but has chosen the name Raphael. 
You know, Robo Bones, I can't tell if it's a violation of the Hippocratic Oath or the robot laws for you to let me beat the crap out of myself every time. <sighs> Why do I do this, man? Would you like me to take a look? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, there, there's a careful technique to this whole thing. It's free advertising. If I get the bruises on them the right way, it's kind of shaped like a black swan. Ugh! I will administer some painkillers. Please lay down. Yep. And the android looks at your knees and begins bandaging them up. Yep. Bandaging them up. I never had good legs. It's a problem with playing gravity. Well, your bones aren't made for walking. Gordon, you really must stop jumping from such high heights. Or you'll be needing to borrow my knees. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun though. You have a phone call. Oh god, is it... Who is it? It's Prince. Oh, okay. And you pick up the phone, and Rian Prince details the message he received. Hey, Princey. Hey, good. How are you? Well, how do you imagine? I mean, my knees aren't doing so good. Yeah, but you're having fun, right? Oh, yeah. There's only one way to get that feeling. Yeah, well, uh, I might have a way of getting that feeling on a job, getting paid, you know? Holy shit! Security contract. We uh, get on the ship, we wake up and test our systems. 25 easy. Well, I was going to say it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. But it sounds too boring to be true, so that's worse. That could be worse. Yeah, but, um, you know, we get the whole ship to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, sounds great. Maybe we can uh, put some of uh, that money towards, you know, the company. See if we can expand. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see about that. It's a better future than what I'm looking at. God damn it. All right, well, when I can walk without limping, I'll make my way over. Thanks, man. Not a problem. Give my best to Raphael. Hey, Robo Bones. Yes, Gordon. Princey says that I should give you my best. Problem is, I'm mostly spent. <laughs> Do we have more suitable employment? Yeah, yeah. There's a, sounds like a simple job. Testing out some kind of cryo crap. We'll bring you along just in case, eh? Excellent. Floating around Raphael, not too far behind, is a silver ball with a yellow emoticon screen on the front. Their trusty synthetic psychological support droid, or PSD for short. And it goes beep, bloop, beep, bloop, in binary to Raphael. Yes, we are going on a job. And the scene fades out. Rian, you give a call to your doctor friend, Craig Graham. And he picks up. Bloop, bloop. Yeah, what do you want? What do I want? Why am I calling? <laughs> oh man, a job? Oh. No, I'm busy, man. I can't oh, do it. Is this... Was that Doug's? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't, we'll I don't try that again. Was, I don't know what his voice was. We'll try that again. Sure. Rian's Doug's voice. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, yeah. No, let's cut it. He's gone. Oh. It's better <laughs> yeah. than my idea. I said that he should come along and then die, <laughs> and then in, die in the, the, the cryopod. He get all his shit. Um, yeah. So you call Dr. Craig Graham, mm. and he is otherwise unavailable to take up this mission at such short time, 72 hours. Goddamn lazy piece of shit. Next time, better pick up the phone. And in two days' time, you will meet 
and prepare your equipment. Gordon walks into the room, followed by Raphael and a little silver ball floating above, and you meet your old friend, Rian Prince. Princey, how you doing, man? Yeah, doing pretty well. You look like shit. Well, yeah, that's always been true. I have tried to keep him as healthy as possible. <laughs> you always do. How are you, Rian? Well, uh, no, I'm pretty good. I'm fine. You know, another day. But, um... Hopefully we can get on this job real quick, you know? I was surprised by your call. We have not contacted you in quite some time. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, didn't have the opportunity to call, I guess. I didn't expect we'd be on another mission again after so long. There's a little human thing called friendship, man. Yeah, and the money. And money. The only thing more powerful than friendship, eh? You hear the little ball, silver ball. Blip, 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 blip. Ah, I see. Camaraderie is important. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, good. Good job. This is new. What is this? The tin man's got a heart after all. Have Pointing you... at the synthetic pet. Oh, this is my psychological support droid, or PSD for short. I often find I have a rather grating bedside manner. So PSD keeps me on the level with human patience. My only question is how come you don't got an angel on his shoulder as well? Just well, the devil. I chose my name after an angel. Yeah, you androids do like that, don't you? Is it rather unsettling to you, humans? No, no, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, robots and religion is kind of uh, unexpected, you know? I did some research on the Merciful Dawn. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Take what we can get, man. Yeah. And his voice switches to a woman's voice, and it completely changes as he stares blankly into space. The CTS Merciful Dawn is a deep space commercial transport ship nearing the end of her service cycle. She is armoured, tough, and built hard for the rigours of uncharted space. Corino Sojourner class starships, of which the Dawn is an example, were a popular choice for transporting colonists or deep space workers for many decades, and are still in use today. The Dawn hosts four cryocabin modules, which can comfortably accommodate some 260 passengers. Each cabin is outfitted with its own redundant life support systems and can be detached as cold storage style lifeboats in an emergency. Due to the redundant emergency failsafe systems, the Merciful Dawn is licensed to be manned and piloted by a skeleton crew, maximizing system-wide resources while not requiring many actual biological personnel. Thank you for choosing Mercer Deep Space Logistics, the stars, my destination. And the voice switches back. If I ever meet the guy that came up with that motto, I'm going to say, All of the universe is stars, asshole. You know, there's a lovely trick. You should show me how to do that sometime. Mercer Deep Space Logistics is quite a reputable company. I am surprised you got such a lucrative contract, Rian. Well, you know, I'll take what I can. What do you know of this Victor? Honestly, I don't know anything. Uh, I, got a, I got a call. He seemed to know me, and I don't know how. Um, do you know much about them? I have never heard of this Victor Vanderkamp. No. Well, um, I mean, it's probably the main, you know, sketchy thing of this whole whole deal is, uh, I don't know him, I don't know where he came from, and I don't know why he's contacted me, so the money is easy, the job sounds easy, I can't imagine much going wrong. 
It's been a good long while since someone's tried to screw me. Uh, yes, I know. Single and ready to mingle, baby. Yeah, it's either easy money or a bit of excitement. Either way, beats this shit all. Or we're gonna get screwed. Yeah. Are you all prepared? About as ready as I'll ever be. As long as you keep supplying me with those painkillers. Not too much. I already had to contain your addiction once. Those were good times. I will be in charge of the medical situation if you were to require it. Yes, sir. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yes, I agree. And the scene fades out. Three days have passed. The three members of Black Swan Security Solutions, Mr. Ryan Prince, Mr. Gordon Good, and Android Raphael and his trusty sidekick, PSD, board the CTS Merciful Dawn before any of the crew and other colonists are added and are set up within the cryopods of the security safe room. You are led through the corridors, the ship is empty at this time, and the security personnel set you up in the cryopod system. You see a small room with a console in the middle and six cryopods lined up. There are lockers on the other side of the room. The staff usher you in and you put your equipment in each of the lockers. Ryan and Gordon, you strip down into the cryopod clothing. The breathing and nutrient tubes are installed down your throats and cryofluid begins to flow around you as you begin your descent into suspended animation. Raphael is placed into an electrostatic bag and begins the deactivation process and everything goes dark. The room pulses with red light, the air frigid. The single security terminal on the wall blinks. Rian, Gordon, you suddenly become aware of the tubes down your throat. Your eyes widen and cryofluid quickly drains out of the tank. The glass casing unseals with a hiss and slides down, opening the pod. Oh, they said it would be sudden. Fuck. Where's the bot? (coughs) Are these lights normal? I don't know. It's a drill, I guess. I feel like that's an emergency signal kind of thing. There is no sound. The room is cold. You are practically naked except for the robe you wear. Well, time to get to work, I guess. Uh, You get the droid. I need time to get my shit together. All right. Gordon, you go over to the the storage area and you see an electrostatic body bag. I guess I try to open it. You unzip the bag and Raphael is laying there. Completely deactivated. Okay. How do I do this? Hold on a second. Has he got a button somewhere? Hey, Raphael. I snap my fingers. You use your familiarity with computers to engage the boot up sequence. You reach behind 
the backs of his ears, double press down hard for three seconds, and then the boot up sequence begins. Does the door open? I'm going to put some clothes on, man. The lockers are there. You begin to get dressed, and Raphael lurches up off the table. Hey, Robo Bones. How you doing? Gordon, Ryan, what is happening? I, I don't know. We have been awakened. Yeah. Is this the drill they talked about? It, it, it might be. I hope, I hope it is. I will activate PSD. And, oh, thank God, the little ball goes... Yes, we have been awakened. I am unsure of the reason, as of yet. Okay. Oh, yes, Gordon, Ryan, are you feeling nauseous? I mean, we Not just got woken up yeah. uh, quite quickly, but... Sorry, no? Rian. Yeah. I always get that wrong. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we got woken up pretty quickly, so uh, it's uh, it's not nice, but we can do fine. Yeah, it's not right. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to wake up with the tube still inside, are you? Yes, we have been rather rudely interrupted. The procedure seems to have been rapidly activated. Kind of unsanitary, first of all. Shall I check the security console? Rude, yeah. second of all. Yeah, yeah, take a check. And Raphael walks up to the console, reaches out a hand, and presses it. Rian's just um, getting getting all of his equipment on because, uh, you know, his fatigues is one thing, but the equipment that goes over it, the heavy battle dress, it's a lot to put on. It's a lot of straps and bolts and things. Yeah, it takes but, you at least um, 10 minutes to get into this thing, and as you open your locker, you see your tried and true advanced battle dress. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't intently put on my hazard suit, would I? There's no reason to yet. No reason to yet, but you're maybe you're checking it, getting it ready. Yeah. Right, Rian, you're experienced of this, and you expect if it's a drill, you may as well get ready. Yeah, we should be doing this as if it's the real thing. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point, is to test. We've got response times, how quickly we can get ready, so chop, chop. You think they'll be pissed off if I bring out the Vibe Shady? It's not no, a, not a conventional security tool. That's fine. I've got this, and he uh, swings his big boarding axe onto his shoulder. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I I put my uh, my infrared goggles. I set them on my forehead. And then um, Rian goes to the next locker because he needs to. Because in the next locker, he uh, hear this mechanical sound from his armor. And he lifts this big gun that's got a little uh, compartment underneath it for the ammunition and the bullets look freaking massive like a gatling gun yeah yeah and uh he's like well i'm ready and he's got the uh, heavy machine gun in one hand and the boarding axe on the other in his big mechanical suit of armor i would have rather married that than my ex-wife yeah she makes me happy we have a message shall i play it yeah and Raphael presses a button on the screen and it begins to fizzle as a message begins to play. If you are awake, listen to me. This ship is being hijacked by Rain's Acolytes, better known as New Anglican Blood Pilots. I apologize for the ruse, ladies and gentlemen, but I wish to kill a man. In the security pod, there is a bomb. This bomb will detonate if you do not succeed in your task. 
kill the vicar and bring his head back to the pod and the bomb will disarm. Fail and it will explode, killing everyone on both ships. You must succeed. The lives of the passengers are in your hands. If you do nothing, they are dead anyway. Most of you are suffering from low-grade amnesia. The pod's systems have awoken you prematurely from cryosleep. Your memories will return in time. However, make no mistake. For one reason or another, you volunteered for this mission. You have 24 hours until detonation. Your gear is here, along with access to a powerful ship's master override terminal. Use it wisely. Good luck. A logo with three spinning swords lingers in the background after the message before disappearing. The terminal then blinks. Message erased. See, what did I tell you? Simple job, yeah? Yeah. In and out? I told you, it would either be really easy or uh, something fucking stupid would happen. So, exciting either way, right? If I'm wrong, but that does not sound like a normal drill procedure. No, I think we've been It's not a goddamn drill procedure. We have a target to kill, otherwise we all die. What is your assessment of the situation, Rian? Well, uh, do you have a way of locating this bomb? We should authenticate that it's really here, I guess. I can try. And Raphael brings out his tools and begins to look around the console. And after about ten minutes... I have not found any evidence of an explosive device. But then again, I am not experienced in this manner. How's that prick supposed to know that we've done what we did? Is he watching us? Perhaps there is a DNA coding system attached to the security console that will deactivate the explosive once the head is brought back. I do not know. Either that or uh, he's lying about that too. But um, we got cameras on this ship? I can activate the security console. I guess it's business as usual then. Yeah. And he uses his computers and goes through a list of options that come up on the screen. I'd really rather not mess with cultists, man. Do you know anything about these pirates he has mentioned? Not that I know of, but he uh, mentioned amnesia or something. Can make a check. Can make an intelligence check. Gordon, with your rim wires... I do have rim wires, yeah. This rumor floods back in your mind. Oh yeah, okay, so... And I will show you what you know. You can say it if you like. Yeah. Show me what I know. Okay, well... People told ghost stories about this in the wrestling circles. Some douchebags try to use it as a brand. You know, come out and pretend to be a blood pirate. Um... They, they, they like to attack high-capacity starships, kind of like this one. Uh, they like to take genetic material from the from the from the crew and the passengers. They harvest crap, spinal fluid, blood, organs, sometimes even flay them, and uh, they uh, sell them off on black markets. That's the ones that they consider pure enough. They're not the only ones that do it, but they're kind of the most famous. Uh, no one really knows what they do with their best cuts, because they only sell the offsiders to the black market. They're collecting human body bits for something. On the bright side, that doesn't mean 
They may give a shit about my liver. Your liver is quite damaged already, Gordon. I do not believe they will be harvesting that. Well, it's easy for you to be calm, android asshole. PSD bleeps. Bleep, 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 bleep. Yes, you are right. This will be quite concerning. Just as long as I don't take my dick. Everyone roll a fear save at disadvantage. Because Raphael, your friend, is chilling out right next to you. First roll of the game. Let's do it. Rolling my red dice. Triple zero is critical success in this game, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Zero, zero, zero? Yes. You so, crit success. Did you roll with disadvantage? Not yet. Okay. That's. I was trying to see if that meant that it was a failure or not. No. So because we're rolling under, this advantage would mean picking the higher number, right? Higher number. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. So that's a fail. 39 over 37. 38 under 43. So, so you I'm pass. Up in a stress then. And... Gordon, you are up in a stress. I, Raphael, got a 17 and passes. Okay. I'm kind of regretting taking your call now. Oh, God damn it. What is this shit? What the... F- okay, so, uh... I'm not ready for this. My, I can't f- run. Bleep, 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 bleep. Gordon, it is okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's okay? Oh, thank God. This makes really good sense because you're the one who knew about it. And you're the one who failed. The angels have come down from heaven to calm me down. Shit. Shit. Oh, come on. Calm down. It's okay. We got this. You got your Vabshetti. I've got my machine gun. Uh, we've got maybe Raphael. We can, maybe we can dress him up in white robes or something. They are the Christians of a sort, right? Anglican. I will something. read out the security terminal for the options we may have. There are 10 options available. Number one, gravity control. It seems we can adjust gravity of the ship for up to five hours before the effects are reversed. That's not a bad idea. They have also given us limited control of light support. We can vent air or change oxygen mixture to something else. The effects are not instantaneous. Well, that'd kill the pirates, but it'd also kill the passengers, right? I mean, I've got air. I've got an oxygen tank. What about you? He clicks on the computer screen a bit more. It seems that the Merciful Dawn has engaged a lockdown procedure. So, uh... Good! Do we know where they are, at least? No. I bet we're going to have to find out. I do have the map available. What about the uh, sensors? The sensors are being jammed somehow. Okay. But there is an option to temporarily restore ship's comms. Okay. We can also attempt to wake a section of the colonists, but I don't think that would be advisable in this current... No, 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 that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea, man. We have an option to activate the Merciful Dawn's railgun. Do you think we are boarded by a ship? Well, it told us we're... The message said they were already on board, right? That is true. Well, I mean, we'll piss them off if we shoot their ship, but it's not really going to stop the ones that are already here. You are correct. The one we're killing, is that a passenger or one of the cultists? Call him the vicar. The message... That'll be the the monkey monk. Yes, the vicar may be the head of this operation, and we will need to bring it back to deactivate the bomb. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. It 
Also seems the Merciful Dawn's faster-than-light drive is currently disabled. Of course it is. There seems to be a virus affecting the system. Sweet. I'm kind of liking the gravity control. I can oh. do some serious stuff in anti-gravity. Okay. Um, I can't, but... Uh, you think we can handle it? It seems all doors and securities have been activated across the ship. The crew and... Some of the passengers seem to be still in cryosleep. That is all the information I can gather. Moving on with the other options, we have the option to open the cargo bay doors, jettisoning any unsecured cargo in the cargo bays. Well, that's just going to make them scramble for a bit, I imagine, if they've been loading up in there. This one may be of interest to you, Rian. We can activate the ship's internal sensors for a sweep and ping. Yeah, that would be a good option. Wait, 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 wait. Before we, before we decide on that... Are they going to know if they get pinged? That is true. We may create a power surge that may be detectable. Then they'll start pinging for us. At this point, we can assume that we have not been discovered. Yet. We have three further options. We can disable, modify, or change the ship's lighting and power. Cutting off lights and redirecting power to components of the ship. Well, there's a few of those things combined. I mean, if we we took all the lights out... We got our thermal goggles. We could take out a few of them. Or uh, maybe just low light? You have thermal imaging goggles, do you not? Correct. Yeah, they don't show us the room, but they show us where the pirates are going to be. Yes. They don't come with night vision. Of course, my mistake. We have two further options. External sensor sweep. We may be able to scan the Merciful Dawn. Externally. And the final option is activate failsafe security protocols of all CSA androids. Service androids can now respond with lethal force to onboard ship threats. Does that include us though? That's a good question. We may be considered a threat because, as we were described, we are unknown to the crew and to the colonists aboard this vessel. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna assume that you're not a real android sweet talker either. Uh, I do not have cybernetic training. I only mm. have medical training for organics. Are they, the, These are all options we can do via the terminal, or do we have to go outside to get them done? This terminal seems to be accessible. It is connected to the ship systems okay. as, a, as a backup. It is not affected by whatever scrambling the current ship's computer. Hell yeah, not so bad. Okay, so... However, if we do activate any of these options, perhaps... It will be discovered, but I do not know. Yeah, I mean, look, it's possible the best thing to do is just hide, board up this room. I mean, service androids might see us as a threat if they find us. I don't see anywhere in their walls they can pop out of. If we just keep a low profile, let them pick at the pirates for a bit. Even if the pirates beat them, they'll be uh, chiseled away. Then we can go gorilla on their asses, turn the lights down. And I can good shot him. Or try. What about your uh, little pet? Can we put a camera on him and see where he goes? That would be possible. He has an automatic anti-gravity drive. He can get into small areas. Might be worth a shot for scouting, at least. Sounds like a good idea to me, yeah. If we do that, they're not going to be able to tell they got pinged, but if we send the... However, I am quite attached to PSD, so if I were to lose him in any form, 
I would be very upset. Well, the plan's not to lose him, buddy, because... And you know what happens when I get upset. I don't, actually. I can... I, I take your meaning. You, we want to avoid it. Here's what I'm saying, okay? It is not our intention for the little dude to get destroyed, because if the pirates find him, we're all going to be screwed. So, reconnaissance, careful reconnaissance, send him out, do our very best to bring him back, and then plan from there. I should also say, we might want to work kind of fast, because... Yeah, they're going to be moving now already, but... Yeah. Uh, or organ harvesters, I got to imagine that putting people in cryosleep is an easy way to get organs out of them. If there's a way to maybe use air ducts, perhaps he could go through there. Is that safer? There is a duct in this room. And just above the area, just above your heads, against the wall, is a ventilation shaft that is big enough for multiple people to go through one at a time. But I'm going to say... Rian, because of your yeah, advanced battle dress, be impossible for me. it's impossible for you to go through. But definitely Gordon could go through in a squeeze. PSD could fly through very easily. And Raphael won't be uncomfortable. Okay, here's my other question. Do the cryopods for the passengers have separate oxygen? Of course, all are maintained on the upper decks. And it seems to be not all have been activated this time. But I will need to do a sweep and ping to organize. Because, I mean, if they had a separate oxygen supply, we could just turn off the air. I do not have oxygen. You though. don't have an oxygen tank? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yes, that is not advised things. for the organic crew members and colonists. We must preserve human life as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... I did say an oath. Can we connect one of these if I uh, disconnect my camera and give it to PSD? We can do that, yes. Maybe we send him in the air ducts and he sure. can stay safe in there and is there anything he would need him for? My and your sanity. Okay. Uh, but he can communicate with us? Yes. He can communicate with me. Okay. In short range transmission. So if he can communicate with you, then that's good, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I can see through and the got camera. The hood. Yeah. All right, you want to do that? Yeah. I guess so, it's story uh, time for Good Shot then. I'm just going to sit here and listen to you guys yeah. describe everything. I, uh, I'll i just disconnect my camera from my battle dress because I don't need to see through my own camera. Sure. So you you spend some time to rig up this camera yeah. to, to the little robot. You like strap it on and a bit of tape. And it sort of shakes a little bit with an added weight, but it can perfectly handle it. Flies up to the vent. I'll tell you what though, if these pirates... If they're way into organ harvesting, they're going to have a fetish for for uh, scalpels and knives. So, if they don't think anyone else is awake, they're not going to be ready for us to attack him. And anyone that tries to take me in zero-G, they're going to have a whole heap of trouble. So, we might think about turning the gravity off for a bit later on, if we have yeah, to. That might be a good idea. Um, uh, I, do, I do have... I have found access to the map. Oh, good. But unfortunately... The warden did all this before and exposed the map on your characters, which has now disappeared. So we cannot do that now. However, I will describe the general layout of the lower deck of which you are on. There is a secret door just to your left of this security pod. From there, it goes into a long corridor of the ship. You are in close to the engineering section. A few meters down the corridor to the left is engineering where the hyperspace drive is located, and the fuel rods. Then to the right down the corridor, and to north, 
There is life support and artificial gravity. Moving back through engineering is a long corridor, about 150 metres in length. In the centre is the main elevator going up to the upper decks. To the north is Cargo Bay 1. To the south is Cargo Bay 2. Connected to Cargo Bay 2, in the far left corner, is the high security storage, sealed by multiple titanium doors. At the very end of the corridor, to the north is the food storage and service elevator, and to the south, access to the ship's AI core. And you see several venting systems going through the length of the ship that you can access. Okay, so I'm going to hazard a guess and say that they're going to break off into groups. One of the groups is going to try and break into the high security vault, see if they can get anything valuable inside. Mm. The others are going to start cutting up the sleeping passengers. We should try and take them out as quietly as possible if we can. Otherwise, we'll have to uh, act yeah. quickly and carefully. Tell you what, so we'll suss it out with suss it out with a flying robot. I can get into the vent. We got short-range comms. Are you going to be okay? Well, we got to do something, don't we? So, are you going to be trapped in there, or? Well, we'll look. We'll work that when we come to it. What I'm saying is, if we find a room with a few of them, and uh, I keep my goggles on, I got short-range comms with you. You can turn the lights out, turn the gravity off, and I can have my way with them in there. Mm, I don't like the idea of you being on your own. What if there's many of them? It is okay. PSD will be with him. So I'll remain sane. If they can't see, there's not a whole whole lot they can do about it. Once the gravity turns off, you're totally disoriented, unless you're like me, and you've had a lot of experience with it. Okay, but, um... I don't feel like I'm much use if I just stay in this room. There is a door exiting this room just to your right. But you're, you want to send out PSD first, and yes. Gordon, you're going mm. as well, or you're waiting? No, not, not yet. We're okay. going to let PSD look. PSD goes into the vents and begins to fly. much more planning going on than we've ever previously done in a mothership. Yeah, you're going to need it's it. It's because the guy gave us all the options straight up. Yeah. So PSD flies into the corridor. Just into the vent, there's three exit points just along this corridor leading into engineering. And it just flies to the edge of the vent and it can't actually open the vents because it's only a floating ball. However, just down the corridor, it opens up into engineering and looking through the body cam, the static begins to fizzle and it's very low visibility. But standing in engineering, there's a humanoid person wearing a strange red suit with some sort of mask it's leathery black and red vac suit almost with spikes and religious iconography. And just as this image goes onto the screen, it fizzles out. Okay. And that's the last thing you see. That looks like human skin to me. And after a few moments, PSD comes back and Raphael talks to it. Blip, 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 blip. It seems to be there is a ship-wide jamming signal that is jamming our body cams and short-range comms. I could not contact PSD when he left visual range. Oh. That's going to be a problem. Oh, that's a pain in the but ass. It appears he has seen one of the pirates you had mentioned, Gordon. Yeah. Okay, so 
Hmm, let me think about this for a second. Listen, there's two of us, there's one of him. You've got some real firepower on you. We could try and lure him to us and take him out first. Only problem is it's got to be without too much sound. Yeah. If we send PSD back into the vent, perhaps it could make some noise and draw the pirate down the corridor, at which point we can spring an ambush. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the only thing that freaks me out is the idea of the rest of the pirates hearing. But I have to warn you, due to the Hippocratic Oath, I am unable to harm another human being, or bring it to harm, through my inaction. Unless PSD gets hurt, right, buddy? No, that is not. It is against my core programming. We'll have to see, won't we? Alright, well there's no point sitting around. However, you can disable my safeties, if you want. I can tell you how to do this. However, this may... Let's not worry about that yet, buddy. <laughs> this may become a problem in future. Yeah. No, no. Robo Bones can keep his Hippocratic Oath. Okay, well, listen. I do have a stun baton. Oh. Well, I've got the feeling these guys are not going to be worth sparing. If I've... your lives are threatened, I will, of course, sacrifice myself for your safety. We appreciate that. We really do. Okay, so... What do you want to do? What's the plan? We're going to have to fight them sooner or later. Unless we want to do any of the any of the, the, the computer stuff, we might as well chip away at them. Yeah. Lure um, them in. We could always just try to lure him down some... Oh, well. Yeah. You could tell... You could tell PSD to just fly further down the vent and make a clanging noise and just lead him away. It's not like he's going to fit in the vent and look like a big guy. Sure, it'll be leading him closer well, to the vent. Is there no way we could lead him further away? Like further down the hall or something? PSD didn't get that far before he saw into engineering, but there may be more to the ventilation system, but you wouldn't have... The body cam didn't work past a certain point. Yeah. I've got a stun grenade. I should mention that. That might be useful later. Maybe if there's multiple. Yeah. I'm going to start putting on the rest of my gear. I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to put the hazard suit on now. So it takes 10 minutes or yeah. 5 minutes for your gear, and you are now all suited up. You have your Vibe Shetty in hand, and... Rian, you have your heavy machine gun in hand. And Raphael says, Shall we go with a distraction plan, or shall we open the door? Or both? Well, we have to leave sometime, right? Yeah, let's distract him. Look, let's avoid bloodshed for now. All right, PSD, if, if you could talk to PSD, tell him to go as far down the vent as he can away from this place and make a bit of a noise. He doesn't have to show us the body cam. He's just got to go as far as he can. And then come still back. Still be in the hearing of the pirate, make a bit of noise, and then fly silently back. And then we'll hazard a way out. PSD disappears back again into the vent. And it takes rather a longer time than before. And as it comes back, after about three minutes, it bleeps. And Raphael says, Oh dear, it seems we have failed in our instructions. It seems to have made it to the cargo bay, and it saw two other pirates, which have of course been alerted by the banging sound in the vent. We may not have as much time as we thought. Yeah, we need to act. Okay, let's take out the first one then, quickly. Alright, who's opening the door? I'll open the door. Gordon steps up and opens the door. And the wall parts, and there's another little short corridor before it leads in 
to the hallway. And you are now in the corridor of engineering. Just remembering that thing that you told me at work, which is like, the rule is that melee goes first because of how long it takes people to shoot guns. Yeah, I'll just say it's whoever's holding melee weapons versus guns because we don't assume you're walking around at all times ready to fire. Mm. So those with melee weapons will be able to run up quickly at close range or at least from far away and get in the situation quickly. I'm going to... I'm going to lean back through the door and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to try and lead him back into the room, all right? Oh, God. You lean, you you hide at the side of the door with the gun, okay? So as he comes in, you can shoot him. What's this other door? There is a door from engineering further down the corridor to your right. It's a big, heavy door. The one that's immediately across from the door that we just opened? Yes. Oh, okay. You're in a corridor leading north and to the east. Mm. Is it? Openable or is it locked? It doesn't seem to be locked at this time. Well, my only concern is if we make a bit of noise, there might be more pirates through there. Mm. Mm. Well, the time's ticking, so All right. what do you want to do? Because you know a noise has been made and there's two other the men, pirates no, that may be coming. investigating. Yeah. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up and peek I'm around the corner. Follow behind. I'm peeking around so that yep. just the side of my head... So... Raphael enters the corridor, or do you want him to stay into the security room? Stay in the security room and stay like to the side of the door. So you see how there's a door? Yes, he is standing just yeah, at the side, of the, the side of it like that. Rian is just behind you a couple of meters, Gordon. No, and no, you no, peek. Rian stands. Rian in the security room. In the security room? Yes. All right. Well, I put Raphael way behind him yeah. so he doesn't get blasted. Stand at the side of the door. So Ryan is now in the view of the door. Don't stand there. Yeah. Now, now one. It's abstract. As long as you're set up, yeah, it so will make you sense. want me peeking around the door, is mm-hmm. it? I want you to the side of the door so that only someone with a James Bond intuition would like open the door and immediately turn to the side and shoot the person next to them. Okay. Hiding. So they have to enter the room. Yes. Okay, done. So as you're looking around the corner, it is well lit in this area. You peek down the corner into engineering and you see the following. I've got a good plan to, to lure him. Hey, it's not. That's that's too obvious, right? I'm gonna make it seem like I made a mistake. You hear loud thumping turbines that are drumming out a lot of noise here. There's blinking lights and control panels leading to utility pipes, and you see exposed parts of the Dawn's dual-core conventional thruster drives, which create the critical mass needed to launch the ship into hyperdrive. You see fuel bays in the distance against the sides of the room and giant fuel rods leading into them. And standing in the room, leaning up against the wall, is one of these pirates in these strange red and black suits. In his hand, lazily, is a submachine gun. He looks like he's sort of standing guard or not really paying attention. And because of the noise, like you can really hear this hum. He has not noticed you. Okay. And you're just staring at this pirate. Okay. I'm going to yell, Shit! And then, like, as soon as he turns around, look like I'm running away from him. You yell out, Shit! And he doesn't turn. Is it that? Is it that loud? It's like... God. Silent takedown, maybe? 
God. I've got a vibe shetty. I could just try and cut his head off. You going for the silent takedown? Or are you going to yell louder? No, no, no. If, if it's really loud, I'm just going to walk up to him and try and sneak up behind him. <sighs> All right. I'm going to follow to the corner. Both of you do a speed check. The, the two of us. I'm going just to the corner. Gordon. He didn't go back to say he was doing Oh, you it. said both of you. That's why. No. I, the. I'm sorry. I'm talking to my NPCs. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, no, John. I succeed with a 19. I succeed also. You go first. With you a 13 have... under 30. Whoa. So, Gordon, you creep down this corridor to the west. Yep. And you see the vents on either side of this corridor. Vibe Shetty in hand. You creep up to this pirate and you become almost behind him. What do you do? I'm going to use my hand to hand and just try and like cut his throat with a vibe shetty. <laughs> this will sever. May sever him completely. Yeah. yeah. Not a non-lethal takedown here. Please roll. What's the stats for the freaking vibe shetty? 3d10. Well, you have to roll to see if you're successfully hit. Okay, that's a combat roll. As combat begins and for the first time. Yes, I have hand Please to hand. add your hand to hand. That's plus 15, right? It is. So that's so I have to get under... Under your stat plus 15. I have to get under my stat plus 15. My stat is 39, so I have to get under 54. I'm shaking with anticipation, John. Under 54. Yes, that's a 12 under 54. You are successful... And you roll your damage as this pirate turns around at the last second and sees a Vibe Shetty just behind him coming straight for his neck. 3d10. 3d10 damage plus your wounds. 3d10 plus 3. No, plus 2. Sorry. 3d10 plus 2. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, that's that's a d100 first of all. Well, oh, that's that's alright. What did you roll on it? 10. Well, it's zero, 0. Yeah, yeah. So that's 10 plus... Plus 11. So no, the plus one. 11. That's 19. 19 damage. 19 damage. That's 17 plus the two wounds. You sever through this person's vac suit into his throat as blood cascades out and he drops slightly but holds his neck and then brings out a combat knife <laughs> as he is still standing. Oh my god. <laughs> I will roll on the wound table. A wound? Okay. Yeah, because he has lost the wound. He's taken a wound. That's yes, good. And this will go well for you or not. This is exactly like the end of the abyss. I will roll a d10. I got a six, which is just as you're going to slice his throat, he holds up his hand, which is severed as you try to go for his neck. And that's what blocks the rest of the blow. Is it his right hand? Is it his dominant hand? His dominant his hand. Combat hand? Left hand, let's say. And... On his turn, he goes to attack, but unfortunately, the blood loss is too severe, and he drops to the floor, instantly dead, and combat has finished. How does the blood loss work? He got the property bleeding four. So yeah. every round, he will take four points of damage if he does not staunch the bleeding. Oh. And as it reached his turn, the bleeding was in effect, and as he had one hit point left, oh my God. he dropped to the floor dead. Nice. And we will see you next week. Ooh, my God. First kill. First oh blood. Oh, my God. I grab his suit immediately. I grab his body and drag it back. <laughs> and I'm going to dress up in him, his costume. Well, oh, what, do you, what do you think of the start, guys? You excited? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, terrified and excited at the same time. 
Excellent work. I feel like such a That badass. is the perfect stealth kill straight out of the bat. Just what you need to do. However, you do coming. have the knowledge that more are coming imminently. And we will find out next week. Yeah. Which way are they coming from, I wonder? With my 45 strength, I can drag his well, body. From the west? Mm. From the west, you think? Anyway, I will do the outro. You have been listening to Nobody Wake the Bugbears playthrough of the Rain in Blood adventure by Eric Alsandor for the Mothership sci-fi horror RPG by Tuesday Night Games. We have been using the first edition work in progress rules, which are available for free from the official Mothership Discord. The music has been provided by our very own John. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. As well as tracks from Alex Nakarada of SerpentSoundStudios.com. Other sounds and effects are taken from freesound.org using the Creative Commons license. We hope you have enjoyed episode one. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our socials at NWTV Podcast and NWT Bugbear for our Twitter. We will see you next week. I don't know how, uh, I've got, I mean, the voice fine, but it's just the character. Yeah, don't know yet. Yeah. Bad. Who's a Marine? Let's see what happens when combat starts. This is, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I'm, because <laughs> I played androids both times. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just feel like he's going to be really weird with the machine gun because he's going to be like, hey, how you doing? That's cool. Well, he's over it. He didn't want to. He doesn't. He wants to go into. He just doesn't give a shit anymore. He was applying to other jobs. It's yeah. been a while. You're he's like, what else am I going to fucking do, man? Foot in the door with the company that you were just rejected from. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do a different Android voice, but I slipped up in the normal voice, Android voice. So. Oh well, it's easier to do. Just have to pick a different filter. My yeah, I'll do a different. But I wanted to do something a bit deeper. I am the medical droid. <laughs> I am the medical droid. That's what I wanted to do. Robo Bones and Princey. I have to call you. I'm obliged to call you by nicknames you didn't pick. Yeah. That's like a thing that. Yeah, that you don't like. It's like how in the Abyss they've all got stupid nicknames. Yeah. One Night and Catfish and Sunny and Jammer. Hmm. The Navy thing as well, I think. Yeah. And would, I, would the Android call you by your first name all the time or your last name? I'm not sure. Prince and Good? Or Rian and Gordon. That's up to you, man. I think I've already already used your first name. Yeah, I think so. Gordon's better mm. than good. Yeah. Gordon's such like a working class name. Yeah. I don't know what my title would be. Yeah. You're ex-military, captain, major. Captain, sergeant. Yeah. Sergeant. Sergeant? Sure. Colonel. Reasonable low level. Yeah, your ex-military. Something so, that's like high enough that it makes sense that yeah, I would have your own crew. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're like you're 
you finished in the military, now you're doing security solutions, and then you wanted to go into command and, and all that. Back on Earth, these guys were army dogs. Yeah. All right. Now they're just hired guns. The scene. I have faith that Avatar 2 will be good. All right. Moving on. Because James Cameron makes good sequels. Are you ready? <laughs> How was that? You like that? Oh, I forgot to say your patch, but that's all right. They oh, could... I was naked, so... Yeah, and I was going to, like, zoom into the military jacket. <laughs> Just sewn into my arm. <laughs> no, like, the military jacket. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, the, so... on, that was draped over the stool. That's all right. They, the people know it. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Fucking... All right, ready? Just leave that in. No. It has to be... This is... The best thing we've ever done. This is official mothership content. So at least get the intro out of the way before we get silly. Yeah, I'm quite proud of that. Beep, boop, beep. So was your voice really strained because you were mimicking pain? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be, because <clears throat> it was different from normal. So when you're feeling better, it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because now you're feeling better. It'll be more normal. Cool. Excellent. <clears throat> all right, all right. <clears throat> I'm ready. <clears throat>